Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Welcome to yet another Best of Bowie at Breakfast podcast. And it is a best of because it feels that like it's been a massive week for us. We've had so much on. Stars were in. Yes. They we're hanging out with How us. How did we manage to get such A-listers? Well, it was easy because the Burnison guys, they were just desperate for a plug. They'll talk to anyone, right? They're just like, ah, ah, Bowie, we'll come and hang out with you. They were top lads as well, Ian and Rab. I'd never met Ian before, but Rab had met before and I knew they were good lads and I'm a big fan of their stuff. So it was great to have them on the show. Richard Madden was the star of Game of Thrones. He was Rob Stark. Uh, uh, he's not in it anymore. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but he's not in it anymore, right? There's a thing called The Red Wedding. Long story. Basically anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but now he's in Cinderella. Yeah. He's the handsome prince. And he's so handsome, isn't he? And he comes from Eldersley. Like he's a celebrity listener. I know he loves you. He was listening to you as a boy. Right, we don't need to bring that bit Same up. Same as me. Right, we don't definitely don't need to bring that up either. I have been doing this for a while. Whereas Antonio Banderas, do you want to know how we got him on the show? Go on. We cooed him in with yum yums we got some yum yums from our mates from McGee's and went coo coo and he came in to plug the uh, Spongebob Squarepants movie which he stars in as Antonio Banderas nice um, also we had a chat about stuff that was stolen from your house party on the back of somebody blagging my video uh, I think it was like my my 21st or 22nd or something someone came to my house and nicked the video which was a bit random uh, we asked have you ever been on TV yes Cassie was on telly deal or no deal and you know she covered herself in glory she wasn't fake or phony in any way shape or form at the end when she said to Noel Edmonds such an opportunity to be sitting in this chair I know you probably hear it time and time again do, but yeah. I have met some wonderful people right I'll always remember this yeah I'm sure you will Cass some days just don't work out the way we want to. No, they don't. Cheers, no. 50 quid she went up the road with, and she's kept in touch with everybody that was on the show with her, haven't you? Pen pals. Yeah. Uh, and no smell like what? Cheese and poker chips. Let's kick it off with make your dad mad. Here's Amy and her dad, Eddie. Now, Amy's been offered a special deal from her mobile phone provider to get a new iPhone. She thought that would do my dad. However, after getting the phone, dad's thought, yeah, you know what? It's too much money. It's not worth it. We don't need it. It's fine. I'll take one of the other ones. So they've sent him the other phone, which is a slightly cheaper model, and they haven't picked up the old iPhone. What would happen if the company phoned up and said, oh, I'm afraid the 48-hour grace period is gone and you will need to pay for all three phones? This is what would happen. Hello. Hi, Dad. Listen, I've got you on the phone about that iPhone, and they're saying uh-huh. that, um, that you're now liable for that contract because you've not given them back the phone. Who is? You. What iPhone? Well, we know how the iPhone is. Right, listen. See, before you start accusing me of anything, I would think twice. No, they're now saying because I've taken the contract out, I'm now going to have to pay the 24 hours. No, when you phone them and you say, nah, see your contractor who came into the city there and uplift. phone just now. Just you tell him straight. No. Listen, see the guy that was meant to come and collect it? He did the uplift it. So, guess what? Tough <laughs> come and collect it. No, but that mum should have gave him it when he came to the door. He should have been given it. I've got him on a conference call if you want to speak to him. I I'll speak to him. Hello? Hello? Hello, is that Mr Burns? Sure is. Yeah, see, I believe you're familiar with the situation. I do, aye. Unfortunately... Here's the situation I'm going to tell you. Come and pick it up, end of story. End of story, no more, all right? Yeah, unfortunately, sir, the grace period's no, no, passed. No, forget it. We've already got a contract with Amy Burns, sir. With, no, you've no, well, I'll cancel it. All due respect, sir. See the end, stupid. No, I need respect for nothing here. You respect me. You were meant to uplift it. You didn't uplift it. Your problem. You come and collect it. Well, sir, the, the phone should have been handed back, and I'm afraid the, the grace period, the 48-hour grace period is now passed. That's good. You're getting nothing then. So, All right, I'll cancel both of them. There's no need to do that, sir. Obviously, we appreciate oh, there is, there your is, business. You're being stupid. 
Oh. You're the one that's not shown any respect here. You never lifted it. It's quite clear your wife was at it. She kept the phone, sir. She should that's have said... That's my daughter. She should Darfty. have said to the man, I object to being called a dalfty, sir. That's good, then. You're going to get me on money after you. okay. Hello? First things first, sir. I think you were rude to hang up on me there. I'm busy. What is it? Dad, Dad, these guys are going to charge me. You're going to need to... I no, don't I'm not going to charge you. I'm going to the bank and do so. Cancel the contract. But the contract Okay. Is mine. I didn't matter. I can cancel it under your name. Don't worry about it. No, she can't, sir. Oh, she can? No, you can't cancel it, sir. You, well, you've, you've, you have no legal jurisdiction here. This is a conversation know. between You're myself... Under the Data Protection Act, I can do what I want. It's under the thought. Data Protection Act, sir, you shouldn't even be involved in this conversation. So why are you phoning me, I resent being called a dafty, and I definitely resent being called a d- I'll tell you all day. I'm just walking out in the bank and ooh, so I'll cancel it, all right? And then you can take it off for there. I'll bang right. you from every single network. You can do that. i tell you what okay. I could do, in fairness. I could give you 100 quid. What for? Make your dad mad. No, you're all right, mate. Eddie. Yes. Your live and Clyde ones make your dad mad. No, I'm no. You need to stop calling me a d- <laughs> I called you a dafty before a Amy's just won £100 cash. <laughs> Eddie, well done. Amy, you want to say and your dad before we go? No, not really. <laughs> it's for the best. I'll see you tonight, Paul. Yeah, there might be trouble. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Hollywood royalty on the show, Cass. Wow. Antonio Banderas is with us. I feel privileged right now. Now, we're here to talk about the new movie, which is SpongeBob. Yeah. How do you get to SpongeBob? How did that happen? Well, um, in the most traditional way, <laughs> they called me and they said to me, come to Paramount Pictures. And I had an interview with the live action director, Michael Mitchell, and they just uh, proposed me to play the pirate. I didn't know at the time that uh, the beard was going to be so uncomfortable. But uh, I accepted, and that's the way. Yeah, because I read somewhere that it takes you ages to get that beard off and you sit away picking it at night because it's all stuck to your face. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, you know, when you get on a chair at 6 o'clock in the morning and they start just gluing you um, into the hair and uh, and then they put a wig on you that weighs, I don't know, 6 kilograms and you have to stay with that for the whole entire day. You cannot eat because every time that you open your mouth, uh, you know, the moustache get detached. And uh, so you're just uh, with juices and a straw for 12 hours and then uh, you take the beer off and you spend like an hour trying to take the makeup off and the glue uh, and they doesn't come out so you go to the hotel and you shave literally you shave the glue off your face so it was uh, quite something it's like a bear attacked you in the morning and stay there for the whole day and you play yeah. pirate burger beard That's is he correct. spongebob's enemy yeah but, but he's a kind of a multi-character to tell you the truth because uh, i mean he's the villain and the villain is a pirate and brave and uh, mean eventually and then he becomes in the middle of the story he becomes a cook do you have any idea what the show is about what Spongebob is about because I watch it with my kids all the time Antonio and I have no idea what's going on absolutely not can I ask you do you get to because I've noticed in a lot of your movies you get to wear a cape do you get to wear a cape in this one? Yes, uh, yeah, I'm a great uh, cape wearer what advice as a great cape wearer could you give Madonna? Oh, don't let anybody step on your cape, Madonna. 
because accidents may happen. Did you watch that moment at the Brits? Yes, I saw it. But, uh, you know, what is interesting about the moment is how fast she recovers. I think she shows, uh, you know, a lot of courage at that particular moment. No complaints. She said later on that she was in, in great shape and that saved her. That's a professional, my friend. Antonio, I know you used to be married to Melanie Griffiths, so I take it Dakota was like a, a stepdaughter to you. Um, right. Melanie said that she's never watched Fifty Shades of Grey. Have you watched it yet? No, no, and I am not intended to, you know, I mean, I'm, the Cora came to my life when she was four. Uh, it, it would be a little bit weird for me to see the movie. Uh, but I don't have anything against that. I mean, I have done movies uh, very intense in, in those terms when I was younger. Um, I think actually she came out of the whole entire experience of the Fifty Shades uh, as a winner. But I know that she got other side to her acting that, that is very interesting. She's a, an amazing comedy actress. She's very funny. She did a show actually with a British actor, uh, actress uh, Lucy Punch uh, a couple of years ago called Ben and Kate. And she was a fabulous comedian. Dakota is uh, one of those people that neither her father Don or Melanie, or myself, need to promote. She's going to have a fantastic career, I just, uh, I know. What's your next big project, Antonio? What are you working on next? I know you work movies well in advance. Picasso. Uh, the story of how Picasso painted the Guernica. That's going to be probably my, my next project. And Gwyneth Paltrow probably is going to play um, Dora Mar. Uh, one of uh, Picasso's uh, women. It's been an absolute honour to speak to you. Before you go, we ask all the guests that, that come on who aren't from Scotland if they can do a Scottish accent. It's going to be very difficult for me, sir. <laughs> I don't know. How to do <laughs> that was very Sean Connery there. <laughs> no idea how to do a Scottish accent. <laughs> right, you've not got the gig in the new Highlander movie, I'm afraid to tell you. I'm to- doing a, a kind of a hybrid thing over here while I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is work. probably from another planet. It's <laughs> an English do. from Mars. <laughs> Listen, um, SpongeBob 3D is out in cinemas this weekend. Go and check it out. Take the kids along. Antonio Baderas, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, the most horrendous story I saw this week was the one about the elderly lady who was pronounced dead and she was in her coffin getting ready to be buried and she kind of opened her eyes and said, Where am I? That is crazy. How much would that freak you out, particularly if you were on your own? me out. What would you do? Would you rush to her aid or would you shut the lid really quickly? All right, I thought you meant if it was me, because I would scream if it was me. I would be like, "Uh, where am I? I'd be like, ah, get me out of here. Apparently what you do, if you're doing the whole bringing someone back to life, pumping on the heart thing, Mm -hmm. what do you call that when you push down on somebody's heart? Um, Is it resuscitation? I think it is. You do that to, the song in your head has got to be Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. You know, uh, staying alive. What? So you do it to alive. that song? You do it to that beat, yeah. Right. So you yeah. sing it along in yeah. your head. Well, I don't know if you, if it would be disrespectful to sing it in the style of uh, Barry Gibb. You know that way. But it's impossible to sing that song normally. You have to do that falsetto voice. I'm sure that's. What, I'm so sure when you're doing CPR, alive. you've got to go. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know if it's true I, I might be Hang on uh, We've got a call coming in Right let me take this call And see if this is uh, Confirming what we're saying Hello It is right But you can also do it To Nelly the Elephant Nelly the Elephant Pack the trunk and sing goodbye. Is that not a bit Too upbeat though Is that not a bit Too fast No it's It's uh, the same one But you can also do it To if you remember The old advert Tenants are the best buy the best buy the best buy and it's are the best buy the best buy in beer 
other carbonated alcoholic drinks are available. Also available, that's true. But um, I had that in Heart Start um, trainings. OK, what one did you go for? Probably Nelly the Elephant. Firstly, Nelly the Elephant is a little bit inappropriate if there's a bloke lying there <laughs> half dead. And secondly, I think staying alive just works because you're trying to keep them alive. But it is impossible to sing that song without doing an impersonation of Barry Gibb. But I think um, it's certainly whatever you're doing, just do it and get there and that's it. Thanks, Janet. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Right, hang on. Nelly the Elephant, I, I don't know if I'm having that. Staying alive, you know where I'm going uh, with Yeah, that. I'm learning something right, yeah. here. It's like, push, 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 push. Right, that would bring that would bring you softly back to life. I'll be good, right? This one. Push, push, push. Well, you need your best to help you. Let me live If they weren't dead already, they'd be dead with 30 seconds. Push, push, freedom, idiot, free, free. This is Clyde One. I want to know because this happened to Elton John. He's fallen out with his mum because his mum had a word with David Furnish. Don't know so what they were talking about. Yeah, about seven years ago. Haven't spoken since. And I was wondering if your parents ever come between you and your partner. Everything's okay with you, your partner and your parents. In fact, they would take Steggy's side. Yeah, they would take his side before mine. I don't get that. Um, my mum. My dad's no longer with us, but my mum's still here, and her and my wife, it's, man, they kind of put it's up so with good. each other, but it's not, yeah, they wouldn't like phone each other and go out for a drink around. It's not like great. It's not ideal. No. It's, it could be easier for me if it was a bit more ideal, but it's not. However, a lot of chat on Facebook. Yeah, Nicola Bennett, she's been getting involved. Married my ex, and suddenly I was married to his entire family. Oh, he knew more about my relationship than I did. Oh, do you think he's on the mother every day? Oh, this is what she's doing now. And she, oh, you know, she just leaves her pants lying about stuff like that. You know oh, what I don't mean? know about that. She's over the washing basket. Is. Tina Jones, she's been on the Clyde One Facebook as well. My ex's parents didn't like me because I was divorced and had two children. Ooh, well, they That's were talking about good. you when you went there, missus. Um, what have I got in the text here? George, it's Liam. I split up with my ex three years ago and her and my mum still meet up for lunch. How uncomfortable for me is that? It's not ideal, mate. And uh, I've got an anonymous one here that said, my parents came between me and my happiness by liking my partner and encouraging me to marry her. 16 miserable years I had that I won't get back, but I'm not bitter. And karma got them in the end. My dad ran off with my ex-wife. Wow. Um, let's take a call on this. When I was uh, 18, my mum promised me a car for my 18th birthday as long as I broke up with my long-term girlfriend. Wow. I broke up with her for six weeks. Got the car and then picked got her up. Got the car and then got back together again. <laughs> hey, I love that, driving around with her rolling out the window. Then I married her when I was 21. Bro, are you still together? Yeah, my mother, on the day of my, my wedding, my mother said to me, son, you can still stop this if you want. Oh my God. Are they okay now? Unfortunately, my mother's no longer with us, but oh. they, they sorted out a wee while before she died, so it was right, okay. Well, that's okay. At least it ended happy. <laughs> In the long run, <laughs> Your music. Your life. Clyde One. Clyde One. George, great to talk to you. How are you doing? Nice to speak to you, man. I've been listening to your voice for years I used to listen to Clyde One every day on the way to school I can't believe it that makes me feel firstly so old that you listen to me going to school and secondly I mean I, I have just found out that you're from Eldersley which is Go like to. the village next to me because I'm from Cobarkin. Oh, indeed. And I am ah. such a huge fan of yours, man. I can't oh, believe thanks, that. Mate. Well, I've been listening to you for years, so thank you. Cassie, who does the show with me, say hello to Richard Cassie. Hello, Richard. Hi, Cassie. Hello, I'm similar ages to you, by the way, so I used to listen to George as well. Let's make him Don't feel old. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, no, I was reading up and it said that you, after the Royal School of uh, Music and Drama, you went and did a few small plays maybe at the Arches? Or oh, yeah, yeah, I did, um, or, uh, I did a, a couple of bits and bobs at the Arches, yeah. yeah. I thought you not, meant not you were working like, behind the scenes in the Arches. Behind the scenes, I, no. I thought when we DJed in a row, I might have bumped into you. No, I, no, sadly not, actually, but yeah, I did I did go to the Arches quite a lot, probably more than I should have done. Oh, I'm really? going there at the weekend, I can't Oh, wait. I'm jealous. <laughs> now, Cinderella, tell me all about this, because this movie's massive, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're, it's number one, Mexico, Russia, China, US, wow. hopefully here too. And just about to come out here, I mean, how, how did you get into this? Was this when Game of Thrones finished, or when your character finished on Game of Thrones? Quite a while after Game of Thrones had finished, um, that you know, this came up and I went in and met Ken. Uh, Kate Branagh. Ken. I know. <laughs> <it again. laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, and that was it. Kate Blanchett is the stepmother. Is that right? Yes, she is indeed. Does she play a good a good baddie? Oh, she nails it. Yeah, she's she's brilliant at it, and she's beautiful, and she's such a good actress. But you know, there's something you kind of get to know more about the characters. Like, so we get to know why the evil stepmother is the way she is, which kind of makes her more terrifying because you kind of know what what lengths she's gone to to be who she is. And you get to play the handsome prince. Yeah. yeah that's, good. <laughs> that's a good guy. Who's Cinderella? Lily James, a gorgeous actress from Downton Abbey. Now, the thing about Game of Thrones, there is an episode called The Red Wedding, and when it <laughs> gets to that, no TV show will ever be the same again. Every show. I mean, without giving away what happens for people that have just started watching it, that was kind of like the big moment for, for your character, for Rob, and you must have known that was coming. Yeah, known it was coming from the very beginning. I had to kind of keep it secret. That's horrible. I know. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Oh, what I mean, a spectacular, eh? Good way to do it. Do you think that's like the greatest TV moment of all, Chris? For me, that's the greatest TV moment ever. Oh, thanks very much. Um, I don't know if I said it was the greatest TV moment, it would be a bit weird, probably. Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah. But it was good in terms of, you know, I love Game of Thrones for doing that. Just, you know, there's no rules to, to what can happen next. Yeah, anyone can go any time. Exactly, particularly the good guys. And of course, uh, there's a new series coming. Do you still watch it or are you just yeah. like, oh, I can't watch it now? Oh, no, I can't wait for it. It's yeah. much better now because I don't know what's going to happen next. Ah, there is Because I've not read the scripts, yeah, so I can just watch it as long as... My mates are all still in it, though, so as long as they don't spoil it for me. How did the Game of Thrones gig come about? How did you get to be Rob Stark? I just auditioned in London, I think. Kind of, they kind of saw, like, I think every actor going, basically, and I went in and met the, the writers and producers and director and, uh, and really wanted it because I was so into The Wire at the time. I was kind of geeked out on HBO and, uh, and then got the part. It must have been amazing to go from, like, Citizens Theatre to, yeah. to London. <laughs> that was good, yeah. It was kind of strange. I was still in drama school and I went to the sets and did a play there and I love the sets. I love that studio space. And then that went down to London and I kind of just rolled on from there, luckily. How long does it take you to get ready on set for Game of Thrones compared, uh, to, like, <laughs> compared to a night out if you're going to the Archies? For instance, like how long would it take you to get ready? Night out at the Archies, we're talking five, ten minutes. That's including shower. Right. Um, Game of Thrones, we're talking about forty-five minutes of putting on armor and fur and stuff. And the only good thing with Game of Thrones is you can kind of look a wreck the whole time because you're you're in a field at war, so you're just kind of messy hair and covered in mud. But yeah, the the costumes take about forty-five minutes to put on. In, which is... in fairness, there's a few clubs in Glasgow that you need to wear coats of armor. No, I could probably rock up my Game of Thrones outfit and get away with it there. So, do you ever come back? Do you, you come home? Are oh, your as family much as I can. Still up here and, yeah, and, my and, family are still up there. All my family is still up. And elderly, so I come up as much as I can. 
I tell you the thing about elderly, right? Elderly, Cassie's never been there before. A lot of old people and far too many <laughs> kebab shops for the one village. How many kebab shops is one place seen? There's about it's 10 striking. of them next yeah. to each other. Yeah, but they're good. So uh, what's the next project, Richard? What you've got next? Because obviously um, you, you guys work so far in advance. Yeah, uh, a couple of things. I just finished a film with Idris Elba called Bastille Day, which is good because I get to wear jeans and T-shirts. So and you get to hang out with Idris minutes Elba. Off my morning. And I get to hang out with Idris, who's like the coolest guy you'll ever meet. Um, so it's quite cool. It's modern day kind of thriller, um, think the French Connection type thing set in Paris. I look forward to that. He was DJing in uh, Ibiza the same weekend as me last year. Uh, oh, the was club he? Down the road, I thought, oh wow, Edric, he's in everything. Singing, oh, yeah, yeah DJing, totally. Producing, acting, yeah, he's, he got, just got an album out and he's yeah. DJing again. He DJs all the time. And then in 2016, I'm going to be on the West End uh, in London with Kenneth Branagh directing, again, a production of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, lovely. So you obviously so stuck up a, a great relationship with, with Kenneth Branagh. Indeed, yeah. Well, continued success to you, sir. So nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Richard. Bye. Kevin Bridges does this great sketch about people blagging stuff from house parties. The same guy that's leaving the house at the end of the night holding a microwave. Oh, I think they'll find a broadcast with me. And I do not care for the accusation. That's what I love about that guy, because everyone can relate to that. Somebody once nicked a video machine from one of my house parties, and on Facebook, this is what they had to say. Somebody stole Marie's link sausages out the fridge, and then the next day she saw them stuck to the neighbour's wall. Do you think the neighbour was involved, or do you think they were just thrown at the wall? No, I'm taking them or chucking them when <laughs> they were stuck. That's funny. And Christina McShannon, she said, my dog was nicked. Wow. We did get him back, but it was a big golden lab, and the guy said that he thought he was a guide dog and could guide him home. Was the guy blind? Well, blind drunk. Yeah, probably. Um, Ron is on the phone about this. Hello. I had uh, a party where my friends had come over. They had bought me a motorbike and a gnome. Later on that night, noticed the gnome had disappeared after the gifts had been given out. Right. And uh, they proceeded to torment me over a series of months with it as the gnomes started to travel the world as each of my friends all went on their holiday and uh, he was taking pictures on a ferry um, and he actually ended up I believe over in Afghanistan with my my friend who was a a serving marine at the time so um, he did fair travel around so I was pictured of every time it was sent over, you know, and tormented by it. I love that run. Let me ask you, did, did the gnome ever make a return home? No, he's never made a return home. He actually has his own Facebook page and everything. Cheers, Ron, and Hazel, what happened at your party? No, it wasn't even my party. I was going to the party. Ooh, okay. But I got asked to take some records with me, something like that. Right, okay, so I took the whole of my now collection, you know, that's what I call music collection. Yeah, yeah. Which I had every single one from number one up to 20, whatever it was at the time. Wow. And somebody took half a dozen of them. So your collection never... is now incomplete? Aye. And you can't Aye. buy them anymore because you can't get the vinyls anymore? Well, that's it. And I couldn't even continue to buy the next like, volumes after it came out because reasons were missing. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was over for you. If you're the it person totally... that took Hazel's records, shame on you. You've ruined this wee lassie's life. She's not the same person. She's incomplete. <laughs> the Burniston boys are in town tonight, completely sold out as part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Uh, they've added two new dates in August. They're going to be doing the Theatre Royal on the 28th and the 29th of August. But tonight it's the King's Theatre in Glasgow and... Rab and Ian are here to tell me how excited they are. We are hugely excited, no nervous at all. 
about it. Just sure? excited. No, I'm not nervous <laughs> at all. No, no, the slightest. We haven't been having nightmares about it or anything like that. Or you know, we've not been waking up in a cold sweat or anything. We're saving our panic for the minute we get on the stage. I go on stage and then we'll panic. Just like twenty minutes of pure panic. Part of the show, and isn't then it? we'll get it going. So is it, is it more frightening, Rab, going on stage and doing this than it was doing the wrestling? If I'm being honest, there's nothing. I've got I've got no fear at all. See, once you've wrestled, right. see, once you've went in there mano a mano against another human against being, there's nothing. Kempel, no, exactly. and also pro wrestlers as well, right? <laughs> no, once you've done that, see, once you've done that kind of thing, any bonus, George, man, once you've done that, you can do anything. So what happens in the show? Is it new stuff? Is it greatest hits? It's a wee mixture. There's a few things we think people will be sort of demanding to see. You know, sort of lift sketch and stuff yeah. like Jolly that. Boy, people John. have told us Jolly Boy John, but but the, the characters like Jolly Boy John will be doing some new things. Yeah, so it's okay. like in a mixture of new sketches and. And the voice recognition for the lift and all that kind of aye, stuff, all, aye, all, all aye. the classic. Are you going to do another the series? We're doing a telly special. We're doing a we're doing a TV special, which is about um, which is about a kind of a Saturday night out in in Burniston. So we're doing that. Beyond that, I don't know. I don't know. I need to ask you about Bowie on the boat because yeah, the first it? time I heard the advert for that, I thought I thought if I could get a few secret <laughs> cameras, only you should that, come and film only on that, that nautical that expedition. Bowie on the boat's be. awesome because it's just like a rave <laughs> on the boat. It is exactly how you imagine it, Are right? It? Yeah, yeah. I'm Imagine he's got a throne and all that, a throne room. They do actually have those curtains that sort of opened and sink, do you know what I mean? And then George is there in the decks and all that. That's the folly up to that film they did about, um, was it Radio Caroline? The, Aye, the, the, the Boat of the Rock. This is a sequel. That's, that's a great idea. Can I go back to the new sketch you're writing about the Saturday night in Glasgow? Is mm-hmm. it going to be filmed in the city centre? It's going to be kind of all different places, so you might see stuff in a bowling club and you might see stuff like on the streets, like Socky Hall Street. Right. Okay. So what do you guys do on a Saturday night? Put Radio Clyde on. Listen to me on Saturday night. Club, first obviously. Of all. Yeah. Club Put Radio Clyde on for the free drinks, know what I mean, before we go out then. Out. Uh, up to Bonkers Bonkers still open No Bonkers isn't open Right no Bonkers uh, uh, Archaeos Then up Archaeos. to Archaeos <laughs> Shut as well right, uh, Archers is good We need to use a fake, uh, fake IDs To get into Bonkers Aye. Aye. Thanks for coming in Cheers, Cheers right, man Cheers thank, thank you, you. Thank See you in the boat <laughs> We are also got a chat Going on my George Bay Official Facebook page today About um, the sign, the, uni- the unisex sign For toilets Basically it's a gender neutral sign it looks like I put the sign up It's like two girls It know? just looks like two girls it, Yeah Exactly like two girls They're wearing dresses as well it's Yeah the, weird. You know the, the female sign From the toilets It's kind of like two of them With a line in between I, I don't get The gender neutral thing at all But lots of people Discussing it um, Cool When I was in Blackpool Says Michelle the, the ladies' toilets had a queue of about 100 people. Gents' toilets was empty. So we just nipped in there into the cubicle, like you do. Why do girls always got the toilets together? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I've never got the toilet with another bloke. I've never turned around to Dingo saying, you want to go to the toilet? No! <laughs> like, I think after a few wines, it's just something... That would make it worse. If a, if a drunken mate came up and put his arm around me and said, you want to go to the toilet? Yeah, like, no! Why? Why would you ask such a thing? Um, I still prefer male and female separate toilets, says Julie. Could you imagine the shenanigans that would occur in pubs and nightclubs, particularly in Glasgow, when both sexes are intoxicated? I'm trying not to think about that, to be honest with you. The Bowie at Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Go!